Um, so I believe that God is positioning the church to take a great role in on the world like arena, taking up positions of authority and all of this. And we sang this morning that, you know, we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living and the world is going to see the goodness of God see on the, in the world in the land of the living more than it's ever seen before you know just like i think you know there's there's something new just like suddenly everything changed for us with coronavirus and we're in lockdown and our lives rapidly changed and just suddenly you know there's this um you know like all the the recent stuff with all the um black lives matters and, and the injustice and everything suddenly you know something's happened and i think there's going to be a suddenly as well that you know God is going to raise up the church to a position that she's not been before to a new and do a new thing. So I'm talking you know, like in things like in politics, in organisations, in business and finance, um, engineering solutions for, you know, like medicine stuff and like climate issues and, and all of this in sport, in media, in entertainment. And I really feel that there's going to be a time, you know, where we really need to encourage our kids to think big and to think you know big positions in society big responsibility and you know think on a big platform scale so you know that's 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 the church that's the bride of christ and that's what i want to talk about and so i just want to point out that you know as christians there's many ways in which we you know can relate to god we relate to him as a father we can have a clear easy picture of that father and son you know parent child sitting on the lap we call him father we call him papa we call him daddy um you know that uh, we, we have like examples of earthly fathers some are good some are not so good and, and whatnot but we you know god's taught us and is teaching us that you know he's a perfect father and we can relate to him as a perfect father okay he cares for us he knows our needs and all that sort of stuff okay and we relate to the holy spirit we we know that he's a wonderful counselor he's our comforter he fills us up he dwells within us and he empowers us and we ask him to reveal things and teach teach us and we can see in our lives how he nurtures us and he prompts us for things okay? and we relate to Jesus as our Lord and Savior we relate to him as a king and as a friend and as a healer miracle worker and as a brother but you know the question that I've been asking is like how do we relate to Jesus as the bridegroom as the bridegroom king um I just want to look at some verses that I've just saw I've kind of been pondering over this for you know quite some time it's sort of like a lot of questions i ask a lot of questions to god so um let me just share some of these verses right so in john uh, john the baptist john 3 28 to 29 right so he refers to jesus as the bridegroom um and he says you yourselves can testify that i said i am not the messiah but i am sent ahead of him the bride belongs to the bridegroom he refers to him jesus refers to himself as the bridegroom in mark when they're discussing about fasting and stuff and he says how can the guests of the bridegroom fast when he is with them they cannot so long as they have him with him but the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and on that day they will fast so we know that as the body you know as the church we're referred to as the bride of christ um in isaiah there's um, a verse that says as a young Oh, I've lost my page. As a young man marries a young, sorry, as a young man marries a young woman, so your builder will marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. And um, one of my favourite passages, Isaiah 54, um, sorry, 
talking to Israel, talking about Israel. For your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. And my most favorite verse ever, oh Fiona, I love your face. My most favorite verse ever is so in Revelation, when John is up in heaven and one of the angels says to him, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. Um, that just bowls me over. So we know that we are created to become an eternal companion called the bride, the lamb's wife. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know this is kind of really weird language and, you know, it includes the guys as well. This might be a bit difficult and a bit weird to get your head around at times, men and women, as we are together members of the bride. So what does it mean for the church to be a bride? So if you just think about being a bride, being a bride is very significant and has a significant impact on your future. Being the bride of a king is really significant of your future. Just think of the changes like Kate Middleton when she married Prince William. Just think of all those changes that she, you know, had, that she uh, had to make and her life changed rapidly. And so being the bride of Christ our King is absolutely mind-blowing. Like the bride of Christ the King. So you know, I really need to understand more about all of this. And I've just asked loads of questions. And so I kind of want to encourage you to, to just ask God loads of questions of like, what does it mean? What does it mean for, for you, for your daily responsibility, for your relationship with him and in your roles in life? So I just want to just tell you some of these questions that are just buzzing around in my head. So I think, how should the church relate to Jesus as a bride? What should she do? What is expected of her? And what does that mean for how we operate as the bride of Christ on earth? And how should we operate towards each other? Because we're all the bride of Christ and we should all treat each other like a bride. How do we respond to difficult circumstances like the bride of the king? How should we operate outside the body, in the workplace, in schools, in government, in society as the bride of the king? How should we operate as a bride in regards to current affairs? You know, all this racism and poverty and disagreements of viewpoints and beliefs, our legal system in justice and in education. How should we operate as a bride in that arena? And we know we're being prepared on earth for our queenly role in heaven. But what's that? What's that going to be? What is our queenly role? And as a bride, we are to be united and we are one in Christ. So how do we get our heads around the fact that each of us are uniquely different and we're allowed to be different? God loves us as different and God loves us in our uniqueness and wonderfully made. But how do we be one body with all those differences? You know, we need to celebrate those differences and, and be confident in those differences, but we're still one. And how can we walk in true unity when sometimes the differences and understanding between us is so vast? but we're still encouraged to be one. Yeah. You know, our role as the bride of Christ, you know, remembering that we're going to be co-heirs. We're co-heirs with Jesus and we're going to co-reign with Jesus. So, you know, I believe that there's so many doors that are going to open on a global scale <clears throat> as the church uh, learns to walk and operate in her queenly bridal identity so many doors and I really feel that Father God just wants us to view the kingdom and view view it all through the eyes of a cherished bride in partnership with the bridegroom king so you know Father wants us to feel loved 
you know that we're loved. He wants us to feel loved. He wants the bride to know who she is and who she is to Jesus. And remember that the bridegroom, Jesus, has a burning desire for relationship. And we're not just the workforce. We are in partnership. And what we do, he cherishes. He loves our efforts. He loves what we do. He loves the conversations and the sacrifices that we make. He loves that. It, you know, it, it blesses his heart. We bless the heart of Jesus. And the Father wants us to learn to respond like a bride and think like a bride, speak like a bride and act like a bride. Excuse me. So remember that Graham Cook prophecy. It's quite long, but there's some some bits in it that are just sort of screaming at me at the moment with this. So I just want to quote him. And um, he says, or God says through that prophecy, I want you to become my visual aid to all humanity, to show forth the majesty of the kingdom. Only the bride can receive that form of fullness that comes from the beauty of holiness. The beloved must become who I say she is, not what anyone allows her to be. You are the bride being prepared for the king of promise. The bride is being revealed in the likeness of Esther. There is a promise of beauty, grace and power that will be huge and majestic as the body steps into the bride. The world will see the beloved rising up in the earth. And the evidence that you present, sorry, represent the kingdom will be that you are living fully in the new man of Christ, so that you will have constant upgraded responses, regardless of the circumstances. It's time for the world to see the fullness of Jesus in the face of the bride. Beloved, what would it take for you to believe that I am utterly magnificent towards you? That's where we're going. It's time to stop living like a beggar when you have an inheritance in my son and in myself. Stop praying like a widow and learn to pray like a bride. So how do we pray like a bride? More questions. Um, so I, I just want to quickly just share with you a story that, um, it's not a story, it's a thing that happened just right there by my back doors. It was at a time in my life when everything was just going belly up and it was pretty awful and it was, it was a really miserable day and God really challenged me to pray what I now know is beginning to pray like a bride. And so I stood by the doors having a bit of a moan and having a bit of a cry and letting off a bit of steam. And he, I really felt the presence of God just come to me and he was standing next to me and he said, what do you want? I said, well, what do you mean? What do I want? Well, what do you want me to do for you? He said, so, I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I listed things and then he said, well, what else do you want? Right. Okay. So I listed the things, you know, and prayed all the things that as a good Christian you do, you know like peace and uh, you know everyone in my family to not kill each other and get on and blah 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 you know all the all the good things and then he but he just kept going and it it was it was becoming more and more awkward he was like well, what do you want what do you fancy what do you need like, really you know and it was like getting on to sort of like even things that were just not even necessary that were not even they were just like nice things like some new perfume and things and and he just kept going and it was getting really embarrassing because I felt so uncomfortable, you know, it got beyond like all the, all the things that I should be praying for and that I should need. And then it was going, he was just asking in detail and he was just saying, well, well, what do you want that to look like? Well, you know, how do you want that person to um, be in a relationship with you? You know, how, really, really detailed. And I kid you not, this went on for about half an hour and, um, and I was really uncomfortable. 
and I, you know, I asked God as well. I said, you know, well, why? I feel bad. You know, I feel like a spoiled brat. Like just keep asking for these things and stuff. And he was like, you know, he reminded me. It's like, wait, well, you can ask. You know, he reminded me of of who I am and and how how much detail he loved me with and how much intensity and how my my gratitude my, my like sense of pleasure and things like that was just really important to him and and also you know some of the the more serious things that I did talk to him and pray about he just you know reminded me and I just want to make sure I don't forget this bit I'm nearly done bear with me um you know reminded me of who I am and how I can pray and that you know, I have dignity, power, and purpose. And as a bride, we have dignity, power, and purpose. And we can ask for things. And, you know, God doesn't need us to pray about stuff. He can do, he can fix things and, you know, he can sort things. We, we don't need to pray a single word, but he invites us to and he wants us to because he's training us. You know, we're, we're going to be queen. As a church, all of us, we're, we're going to be queen. And he is teaching us and training us and just think, just start thinking about, you know, what will that mean on the grander scale and the, in the earth, you know, competing, I know it's not the right word to use, but, you know, with the likes of like Bill Gates, it's like, you know, the church is bigger than Bill Gates, you know, and, and God's got this in plan for us. And so learning to pray like a bride, what I learned was it's the starting point's always got to be in our personal relationship with him. It's always got to start with that. We need to learn to operate and relate to him as his beloved chosen bride in our own personal lives first, you know, in how we talk to him. We need to know on a daily basis that we are the adored and cherished one. We are the one that he is personally interested in. We are the one that he stepped out of heaven for and laid aside his majesty so that he could have us by his side for eternity. We are the one he loves to lavish affection on and blessings on. We are the one he is attracted to and he has set his attentions on. And it starts in our prayer life when we learn to pray like a bride in detail. We have the mind of Christ and Holy Spirit gives us the specifics. So I just want to encourage you to pray specifically, you know, take a long time if you can like to, to pray in detail it's not spoilt brat syndrome it's like god training us to be i don't know the leader the more powerful you know taking lead in society taking lead you know we are we're going to be queen um so yeah that's really what i want to say can i pray is that all right i've got time was that too long sorry okay let me just pray <sighs> Jesus, Jesus, I thank you that your eyes are all over us. I thank you that your heart is all over us. Your affections is all over us and your intentions are for us. I thank you, Jesus, that you trust us. I thank you, Jesus, that you lead us. I thank you, Jesus, that you are raising us up to do a job. I thank you that you won't abandon us to do that job and you don't expect us to do it on our own. I thank you that you equip us and you give us every single resource that we need. I thank you that you have made us powerful and we stand with you by our side and we trust in you 
that you have given us authority and that you have given us the resources that we need and we give you permission jesus to lead us out to lead us out onto that world platform that world arena and we ask you holy spirit that you will cause us to be brave and cause us to step out and cause us to step up and we trust you jesus that you will give us the ideas you will give us the solutions you will give us the words you will lead us in the conversations thank you jesus